Welcome to the podcast of 2020. This is your host, Shidi Johnson and Casey Bro, and we are here to discuss mental health and the lives of people connected to the University of Louisiana at Lafayette and the surrounding area during COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement. Woo! Right, since the beginning of the year, people across the world have had to adjust their daily lives, whether it be for school, work, or home due to COVID-19. And like this adjustment has been difficult for many and has affected them in many ways. The time in isolation has also brought to light the reality of the continued racial injustices in our nation for many new people. Many people didn't realize this was happening until they were in quarantine and were forced to look at the news. Right. With events occurring that have upset families across the country, the Black Lives Matter organization has conducted protests on several occasions. Um, specifically in South Louisiana, uh, this has happened all over the country, but specifically here, many people's lives have been altered due to the pandemic. Um, upon like interviewing several of the UL students and people associated with the university and with the city of Lafayette, there's been a common theme throughout them. Um, we will be playing a few clips of these interviews we conducted, and what you'll notice is the way in which people's mental health has been affected, and as you can guess, not so much in a positive way. I recently interviewed my friend named Charlie, who is a senior at UL, majoring in English, and I asked them a bit about their experiences. Let's listen to what they had to say about their mental health during this time. I guess mentally it's been hard, as I mentioned before, just being stuck inside and things getting canceled all the time, and honestly, just always being worried that someone I know will get sick or I'll accidentally transmit it to someone I care about. Um, and de- mental health could definitely be better. You know, they make an important point. Not only are people stressed that they could potentially become sick, you know, going around different people from work and school and all this, but anxiety is at an all-time high right now regarding getting family and friends sick, especially those at risk like grandparents and older aunts and uncles. I definitely agree. I know personally my anxiety has increased tenfold because both of my parents are at a higher risk. My mom and I are diabetic and my dad has autoimmune disease. That anxiousness combined with worrying over grades and getting all the assignments done significantly impacts my mental health. And I know it's the same for a lot of my friends and peers. For sure. And, you know, like during the pandemic um, in 2020, people were also participating in these marches and protests to bring awareness and demand change for the racial injustice in this country for specifically black people. I know in Lafayette, Louisiana, um, they were marching for the death of Trayford uh, Pellerin. Yeah, there was a protest at the Lafayette City Council, which many of my friends happened to attend, one of which is my friend Amanda who is the co-chair of the UL chapter of the Young Democratic Socialists of America. She has attended BLM protests and advocates for equality and a reality where everyone is economically secure. Let's listen to her talk a bit about what she has noticed and experienced. If, If policy reflects protest, then hopefully the American populace as a whole will see that 
active participation and protesting is the most successful way to see the change that you want in your country because policy is not always the quickest or um like it doesn't create the change that you want you have to go out and show people that you're willing to sacrifice a lot for what you want Wow, I just loved how she demanded, you know, for policy. And it was like sort of a call for action saying that protesting is successful by pushing for policy and sort of being like a catalyst regarding all of that. Um, She goes on to speak about how all of this has affected her. And I know throughout most of her interview, she speaks about politics specifically, but she did have some things to say about her mental health and how all of this affected her. It's just made it easier to shut people out of your life. Seeing people party hardcore with strangers at bars every weekend, seeing people refuse to wear a mask because they think it's impending or impeding on their civil liberties, seeing people immediate response to Black Lives Matter is, um, you know, like Trump 2020, stuff like that. It's made it easier to see people's true nature. We've been speaking to a lot of college students, and as college students ourselves, we're all working to get our our degree in the midst of a global pandemic, which is extremely hard and difficult. Very hard. Between economic pressures, doing our best to avoid getting exposed to COVID, worrying about the health of our fam- family and friends, there's so much anxiety and depression going around. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks my heart to see my peers and my friends that even though we're all in this together, we can't be physically close. But it is also our responsibility to work towards the change that we want to see in the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, Even though we're like socially distanced and some feel isolated, you know, um, and it's affecting our mental health, I think with this, we can band together to create a new country out of this. Um, one that's like stronger, one that exposes the terrible things we have hidden for so long. Um, I want to touch up more on the mental effects from COVID-19, but uh, do you have anything else to say about this, uh, Casey? I just, I really want to, doing more webinars and things like that and supporting Friends and family, despite the distance, is something that is so needed right now. And especially with everything going on with BLM, we definitely need to be advocates and be strong, opinionated individuals and advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves. For sure. I think 2020 is a time to put away like passiveness, you know, and like really step forward and express ourselves and express our opinions when it comes to whether it's, you know, whether it's racism, you know, things like that. I think it's the time to step forward and break free of gender roles, break free of, you know, anything holding us back and really just step forward in time. Um, But I want to play another clip right now from an interview speaking on the matter of the mental effects that COVID has um, done to her. Um, I interviewed this young lady named Sarah who speaks upon the effects of the pandemic mentally both positively and negatively, which, Casey, if you can agree with me, we usually just hear stuff about negative effects. But um, 
Sarah speaks upon this positively, and she has a different take on it, but it's still a good point. Yes and no. I think the benefits outweigh the bad just because of not having to go to campus and deal with parking. And um, obviously it lowers your risk for getting sick as well. So, Sarah's point of view is definitely unique. Although everything has its positive and negative outcomes, I think it's unique that Sarah decided to focus on both aspects. We are surrounded by so many terrible occurrences and it is really hard to remember that there are actually some good things that have stemmed from what has been happening. Many people have been forced to realize the racial injustices that they may have avoided before being quarantined. More people are keeping an eye on the news for updates on COVID-19 and taking in more information than they usually might. For sure. People are being being forced to recognize more things. They really are. And uh, I think it's really good to focus on some positives at this time because I feel like Every single thing we watch has been negative. Everything. The news is negative. Um, All the changes that are taking place have been negative for a lot of people. Um, Not seeing family. All of these things are negative. But some positives have come out of it. Um, People can do some soul searching and grow in a lot of ways. It challenges people's mental sake. But I have always been a preacher on not being a robot. I feel like the shift in everyone's life really shook people to their core as they can't sit there day by day just going through the motions and surviving, going to work, coming home, eating, going to sleep. They actually have to, you know, think about what they're doing. They have to see how it affects everyone and they actually have to live and they have to adjust. I know when I interviewed Amanda, she had a lot to say about her family and how they are wealthy white people and it's easy for them not to recognize the change that needs to happen because bad things aren't happening to them. But we all have to be pro- proactive. We all have to be advocates. And I think that a positive that has come out of the situation is that a lot more people are waking up. I definitely feel like it has opened a lot of people's eyes, no matter the socioeconomic, you know, status that they are, whether they're really low or really high, even the middle. I feel like if you're not, you know, if you're choosing to avoid the issues and not see it for what it is, you are the problem. Whereas the people who are sitting here and seeing for what it is and actually, you know, taking a stand to it are the ones that are going to make a change and are going to, um, cut this pandemic short and allow it to change rather than saying, you know, we can't wear a mask. We can't do this. We don't want to, you know, sometimes these rules that are different and having to adjust to change is what we need. So it's, I'm sad to say that we have one more clip for you guys. And this last clip we have included for y'all is from a woman named Victoria. Um, She is a student who has a lot to say about racism and Black Lives Matter during uh, 2020 as a whole. Victoria's clip is a little longer because she genuinely makes valid points that we felt like many would benefit to hear from. 
how we can fix it because that's the thing like you can't change anything unless someone's willing to say like okay maybe I haven't been doing this the way that I should or in a way that's equitable for people right like accepting the problems and actually seeing them for what they are yeah I mean and that's hard it's hard to be like to someone to say hey you're wrong like I don't ever want to like say I'm racist and I know I'm not actively racist but like I have to question myself constantly like how am I responding to this person like what's my instinctive reaction and that's hard it's humbling right it's definitely hard to hear people saying you're wrong I think that's one of the main issues um we have to be okay with being wrong this is the only way we can see it work on it and change problems definitely and it's constructive criticism we can't grow if we can't accept constructive criticism i think victoria made an excellent point about not being actively racist but also not standing idly by while people are being being discriminated against a lot of political change stems from the college level where students are seeing the injustices and how things can be improved for every single individual At the end of the day, you have to be part of the solution instead of staying silent and avoiding what is happening. I think that COVID-19 has given us a new understanding on how to support each other over great distances. We need to use these newfound skills to do our part and help others. You never know what other people are going through. And also, I know like with us both being history majors, we see a lot of these injustices throughout history, but we can pull from history and relate it to today and uh, see a lot of connections. Definitely, definitely, especially um, in the 80s, seeing films from the 80s. It's very disturbing to see police brutality from then and see the similarities to now. For sure. All right, guys. Well, we are coming to the end of the episode. Okay. We're going to have a little discussion. So reflecting on the interviews and everything that's been happening and our personal experiences, I know that I've learned a lot about the people around me through collecting oral histories for this podcast. We were all being negatively and in some ways positively affected by the recent events. There is a great physical distance between all of us at the moment. But this doesn't mean that we can't be a pillar of support for each other. Humanity is built on compassion and innovation, and both of these are needed for us to move forward as a society. Hopefully, we will gain a better understanding on how to interact with people with chronic illnesses and be more efficient when trying to make permanent change in our communities. I'm... Speaking on policy, I I'm previously I learned a lot about policy during this time. Everyone's mental state is currently being affected also, and going off of what you said, and we have to keep that in mind. I mean, all interactions with people are heightened at this moment, and you never know who is severely depressed, missing loved ones, or just needing a friend. With this, I want to challenge all of our listeners um, for you to reach out to those around you and check up on them. Take some deep breaths and write down what you've what you're thankful for in this world and what positive things 2020 has brought to you. I know it's crazy to think about positive things in 2020, but we have to. Um, you know, also don't be afraid to stand up and stand out. Be a voice for those who can't speak out and always, always, always stay safe and socially distance. Oh, and 
wear your mask. Let's slow the spread down of this virus and I would say go back to the normal, but let's not go back to the normal. Let's go to a new normal, one where people recognize their racism and call it out if needed, one with love and all-around positive vibes. There are many ways that you can help others and keep people safe. Like Shadi said, wearing a mask is not only for your safety, but also for the safety and wellness of the people around you. There are also many ways to show your support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Personally, I have chronic vertigo, so it isn't practical for me to go to protests with my friends because I can't stand for long periods of time. But I can show my support by posting to social media, contacting political figures about changes that I believe should be made in the legislation and educating myself on systemic racism, its history, and the current events happening around us. So if there's one thing that I would really like to end with, it would be make sure you put on your mask, social distance, and do your best to make the world a better place for everyone. Uh, We want to thank all of the interviewees that participated in this research on behalf of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette's History Department and the Gilbo Center. Also, a shout out to our professor, Dr. Petru, for being such an inspirational advocate. I also want to make a special shout out for all the incredible people that were willing to take time out of their very busy schedules and speak on their personal experiences, which is not always the easiest thing to do. We are all taking part in the history of right now. Thank you for listening. Thank you.